Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Considering how to tailor your portfolio and your personal finances uh, to these ever-changing circumstances, which are hard to keep on top of, by the way, uh, you ought to be asking yourself, and people are asking me, by the way, should I buy more property and should I be investing in property or should I sit back, see how the market performs and take it from there? Because obviously it's a period of uncertainty, confidence is down, so people are asking more questions, which we should do anyway, by the way, it doesn't matter what the market is doing, we should always be asking questions. Property is an illiquid asset, okay, it takes time to sell it, to turn that into cash. Selling property can be difficult in all markets, it takes time. Uh, people say you can complete property in four to six weeks. Uh, I see you're looking at four to six months. I even, I've even seen longer. The whole process just takes a lot longer than it ought to. There are some who've shortened that particular uh, process, but I'll talk about that some of the time. In downtimes, of course, it's even more difficult, uh, and sellers often have to wait six months to a year before they can obtain the cash in hand on the property that they're looking to sell, because that's just how things work. Funding becomes harder, the legal process uh, takes as long as it takes, as you know, uh, and there are less buyers, so it takes longer to actually find a buyer to do the transaction. And then, of course, when you're buying and selling, uh, the costs of the transaction are higher, which means your margins will be tighter. So people are more careful in terms of what they buy and when they buy. Each time a sale takes place, the government has to be given a large sum of money in the form of stamp, duty, land, tax. And if it's a second or additional property, you've got to pay an additional 3% above and beyond the standard rate of SDLT. Also, there are other costs, such as legal fees. If you use a broker, you'll have to pay those. And of course, with the legal fees, you've got searches, you've got the conveyancing fees, uh, and then you'll have a valuation, you'll have an arrangement fee from the lender. So there's quite a bit that racks up in terms of transaction fees above and beyond what you're paying for a property. And obviously stamp duty is quite significant on that depending on the value of the property. What this means is that the transaction costs are pretty high. And there will be some buyers who are left stuck with the property that they purchased even if it turns out to be a mistake. And there are some people who can't afford to fund the additional fees to make a transaction happen because most investors tend to be asset rich and cash poor and the cash is stuck in the asset and it's hard, like I said earlier on, to get that money out because uh, it's not a liquid asset per se and then what makes it worse is it's not easy to refinance either. But then the other alternative is have your money in a bank. Well, right now, although it's changing, putting money in the bank doesn't give you a decent return, so why would you do that? And we all know that obviously money makes money. So you've, you need to make sure that the return on investment for you is worthwhile. So you've got to put your money where, the, where you feel most comfortable in terms of risk and return. And the bank doesn't quite do that for people right now. 
an average interest-earning bank account uh, will pay interest rates, obviously, depending on where they are, uh, but that those returns aren't that significant. Obviously, with inflation where it is, uh, you're basically eroding uh, your asset or your cash, and you're getting less for your money because you're spending more on consumables. So you need to be thinking about how can you make the best return from the money that you have. That's what smart investors do. So really, leaving your money in a bank account, you're actually losing money because the return that you're getting is less than inflation, so you've got less in terms of more bang for your buck. Now, of course, as I said earlier, putting money into a bank account is low risk, uh, especially the first £85,000, which is covered by the Financial Services Compensation Scheme. So you can kind of sleep pretty easy at night knowing your money is in a bank, it's safe. When you need it, you can go to a bank and get it, unless, of course, the bank falls in problems like we saw in 2008, where Bradford and Bingley and other banks weren't able to give uh, their customers the money that they wanted to withdraw. But that doesn't usually happen in this country, so it's pretty safe to leave your money in a bank. It's pretty liquid. You can take it out when you like, unless you put it on a 90-day uh, or 120-day or a 180-day uh, investment saving account. You can take your money out whenever you like. And if the money is there and you need it for a, a rainy day or you want to go on a holiday to do something else, you've got that access. So the act, if access is important to you, then maybe keeping money in a, in, a, in a bank account is okay. But I would say you'd rather invest it and keep some money in a bank account that you might need because the investment should give you a better return as long as you make good investments. And this, obviously, channel is dedicated to helping you decide and understand what those investments might be. And it's not investment advice. I always share what I'm doing in the world of property and sometimes what my clients are doing for you to learn and see what I'm doing to obviously emulate and replicate that in however you want to do it. Now, in general, property investing provides you with safety and protection because you have an asset which grows in value over time. You have an asset uh, which produces a return, by the way, by way of rental income uh, and cash. And the downside, generally speaking, is when you have a, a market crash and your equity is eroded and you need to refinance, or if you don't have a tenant and you can't afford to pay the mortgage because you haven't got enough cash. So apart from those kind of challenges, generally speaking, vanilla buy to let is a pretty safe place to invest your money, although the returns aren't going to be huge. Uh, they'll be more than the bank, by the way, uh, but they're, they're not significant. So you will be thinking about what other things you can do in the world of property in terms of different property strategies to help you uh, make the most of your money. Now, as the property market continues to advance, the downturn becomes more and more likely. That's evident right now with house uh, sales slowing down in some areas. Prices are even coming down, so we can see what the future is going to tell us because the signs are already there. No one wants to be in the unfortunate position of having recently purchased a property uh, for what they've overpaid for it and they've got higher debt ratio and the rental income uh, might tighten up for them or the rates mean that they haven't got much scope in that particular property. Uh, and if you're in that, in that situation, don't let that put you off. You just got to do more deals, or better deals to get out of a bad deal. Uh, and sometimes a bad deal puts people off. I think a bad deal is just a good lesson to learn. 
and ultimately don't buy a rental property when the numbers don't make sense. Look for something else, look for a different opportunity. Don't want to do, you shouldn't want to do a deal badly enough so that you end up doing a bad deal. That's something you must always avoid. Now don't assume that rental rates will continue to rise simply because they have for the past several years uh, because that is not always uh, possible and with all the costs going up there's only so much every consumer, every tenant can afford to pay. Uh, so you've got to be very, very smart about this and you've got to do the maths and look at the worst case scenario, look at the downside as well as the upside and maybe focus a bit more on the downside rather than getting excited about the next property deal because as property investors we get really excited about what the next deal and what the future holds for us. If you already own a property, uh, then owning more can potentially open yourself to bigger deals down the road, uh, which is good because once you've done deals, you've got credibility, banks and funders like you, uh, and you've got your own access to your own power team, your own resource, uh, and you've demonstrated that you have the ability to deliver deals. I think right now, the good opportunity for you is to, to kind of pivot to see what other opportunities you can leverage. So if you're doing single lets, possibly think of HMOs. If you're doing HMOs as well, maybe service accommodation, maybe commercial conversions, maybe flips, maybe new builds, maybe something to do with, do with planning. Uh, so all of those options and many others, by the way, assisted living, uh, deal sourcing, and see what else you can do with your business. So you don't put all your eggs in one particular basket. Of course, the key is buying at the right price, in the right area, at the right time, with the right strategy. And that all requires work for you to understand what all those rights mean for you, as in what's gonna be right for you. Having property that you are unable to make payments on, or property that loses value substantially uh, when, the, when there's a downturn, uh, is going to hurt you, it's not going to help, uh, and that's why you need a very clear investing strategy or an investment strategy, uh, so that you diversify your portfolio and you can okay, stop doing one thing and do something else to replace your income. Uh, and that's going to be, I think, critical. Those who can pivot and move and change direction are more uh, able to adapt are the ones who are going to benefit the most. Those who just sit there uh, and aren't sure what to do are the ones who are probably going to lose out. And right now, it's more critical than ever, I think, to fully understand and know what you're doing and to deploy a strategy that's suitable for the market conditions uh, for that particular time and for you to take the best advice. And those people who do take advice and adapt with the market conditions are the ones who are going to do better. Those who don't have to adapt, I think, are going to suffer both short-term, medium-term and possibly long-term. And I, for one, always look at long-term strategies and I suggest and recommend that you should do the same. No one should ever consider investing in, in a property or into buy, buy to let or in fact any other type of property for that matter uh, with a short-term view. I think you should, you should take a long-term view because that's what property is all about. This isn't get rich overnight or get rich quickly. Property is slow, steady, smart over time. Of course, you can improve and increase the cash flow through commercial conversions, uh, new builds, service accommodation, uh, and some of those strategies. But generally speaking, it's, it's a mix of some high-risk stuff, some low-risk stuff, so you have a diversified portfolio. Now, people will always need a warm 
and comfortable home to live in. That's important. Our job is to provide that to our tenants and to the marketplace. We don't control the marketplace. Ideally, from my point of view, I'd love everybody to own their own home, to be honest with you. I think that that'd be a, a fantastic place because it gives people a sense of pride. But that is not the situation right now. I don't control that. You don't control that. The government clearly don't control it. Uh, so we've just got to make the best in helping people the best that we can in terms of giving them a nice place to live. If that means we're making use of the opportunity in the marketplace to benefit us, I don't think that's a bad thing because it's not of our making and not of our doing. So be proud of the difference that, and the contribution that you make. Now, make no mistake, sourcing properties, re refinancing them, refurbishing them, finding tenants are, isn't going to be easy. But if you have the tenacity to work through the hard times, then the uplift for you or the upside for you is that you'll obviously have personal and financial gain and a sense of reward and recognition, but you'll also build a good established business which will serve you well in the long run. And as Mark Twain said, buy land, they're not making it anymore. It's a limited commodity uh, and you just need to buy something which works well for you. Remember, something which worked well two years or three years ago probably doesn't work as well right now. So it's, again, I just keep emphasizing this. It's about you thinking to do things in a very different way. And if you do things differently, uh, you'll get a different result, which I hope is going to be a more positive result. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.